everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Wherever you are, whenever you're listening, welcome. Parker Kern here along with Father Jeff McBeth. Father, great to see you today. Great to see you. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. You know, I've been thinking all week about Mm -hmm. something that happened to me this weekend at Mass in between the 9 and 11. Mm -hmm. As you know, we have kind of an hour in between. I mean, I do anyways because I I stay for both, uh, obviously. And there's, there's a very nice area in the atrium you might know it as the cookie table mm-hmm. and on that cookie table this past weekend there were some of the most decadent haystacks i have ever had in my life what's a haystack you've never had a haystack i might have i just didn't know <laughs> what it is <laughs> let me tell you my uh, i was actually um brought brought into the haystack nation by uh marissa my fiance's dad mm-hmm. he makes oh. he makes good haystacks he's a haystacker his mother's recipe, but he makes them from the old country. The old country, yeah, the old Hamler town, right? So, but the haystacks themselves, I, I've I've helped make them. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to not to butcher the recipe. It's like basically milk chocolate with oatmeal and um, like granola and M and M's and. Uh, Is it like the no bake things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No bakes. Yeah, haystack oh, yeah. no bakes. Oh, huh. okay. So you've had them. Yeah, it's okay. all good. Sorry. I, and, and since it has oats in it, I can convince myself it's healthy. It is very healthy. There's protein in it. But yeah. I got to tell you, I had some of the, like, no offense to anybody else's haystacks, no bakes that I've ever had. But mm-hmm. those, they had like an extra, I don't know if it was like a dark chocolate or mm. if it was. The antioxidants. Perhaps. Yeah. It, something in there was just incredible. So huh. so whoever you are, if you're listening, I would, love, I would love the recipe. In fact, Father, can I tell you another funny story about, I would about love, cookies? I would love another funny cookie story. Again, I'm, I'm a connoisseur of the cookies here, wow. uh, as, as many of you can tell. But I, I, had a, I had tasted some of the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had in my life uh, several years ago. And this was right before the pandemic. Um, and so I remember I, I liked them so much that I wrote a note and I said, I love this recipe. Please, please give me the recipe. I will do anything. You know, here's my phone number. Here's my email. I stuck it in the glad container that the cookies were in. So I, I heard nothing back. I was, wow. I was watching my phone, watching my email yeah. all week. Almost, you know, I was like a, you know, dog running to the mailbox every uh-huh. day. Nothing happened. Crickets. Two weeks later, the same, the same box comes back with the same cookies in mm-hmm. it. And I wrote another note and I said, please, please, I mean it now. These are some of the best cookies I've ever had. So, all of a sudden, two weeks later, um, a woman comes up to my music stand right before Mass and puts the recipe on there and writes a little note on there as well with her special you know, ingredients and special instructions for the recipe. But I got the recipe. I make them every year for Christmas now. Nice. Yeah. They turn out? Yeah. Usually I have help, though. Sure. I have, you know I don't trust myself. Usually my mom or Marissa helps me because yeah. if not, I, I get a little nervous because it makes the batches like... Mm, I think you can make like seventy-two, and Whoa. they're they're pretty good size too. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, you guys will have to come try my cookies. There you go. Yeah, I'll break some in. Well, yes, can't wait till Christmas. I know, right? Hmm. Four months away. Yeah, and we're also cruising through uh, ordinary time, Father. And what else is going on in the parish as we almost uh, head into September here? I know, I know. Um, I think one thing that's uh, on my mind is the men's invitational. Yeah. Um, this used to be. Like in November, but last year it was uh, it was so cold and snowy that uh, I think some of the team was like, "Forget this, 
and so uh, switched it to um, earlier. So it'd be September 29th to October 1st, just a Friday uh, Friday night through a Sunday morning. That's uh, up at uh, DeSale Center there in awesome. Brooklyn. Maybe uh, people are familiar with that. That's over by MIS, right? Yep. Michigan International Speedway. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a good weekend. So uh, look for that. I know it's already been in the in the bulletin and stuff like that. Um, but just encouragement to the the guys out there. Just uh, sign up at twenty three dot church. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So now the twenty first Sunday in ordinary 21st. time. This is um our gospel is from Matthew uh, chapter sixteen verses thirteen to twenty. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi and asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven." Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It always reminds me of of even just, you know, I've been blessed to have opportunities to um, to go to, to Rome and you're there at St. Peter's and, you know, as, you know, um, you know, upon this rock I will build my church and then this, this like, remains are there under the altar and it's just... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it kind of makes this this passage kind of come alive a little bit. You know, he's the he's the rock on which this new yeah. community was going to be um, going to be founded. Um, yeah. So kind of like Peter's like the prime minister in the new um, kingdom of David. You know, Jesus yeah. is this you know heir of of David. He's even that you know the Canaanite woman last week said you know uh, son of David and. Uh, so the you know in the kingdom they would have had a prime minister, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like the number two person, like the the chief steward, right. and so that's uh, he's sort of naming you know Peter to be his like prime minister, yeah, like in second this, in command, sort mm-hmm, of, yeah. in this new uh, in this new kingdom that there's this new uh, church really, this new gathering of people that uh, that he's um, that he's bringing together. What a time that must have been, you know. Like we can we all sit around and and listen to these gospels every weekend at church and these you know events happened 2000 years ago but like, could you just imagine like knowing that that impact that it would have millions billions of people over centuries mm-hmm. like that moment right there is without a doubt probably the most important moment in in catholic history in in church history any organized religion yeah, and you think about just all the successors of of Peter oh, yeah. over the years, you know, all the popes, you know, up until the current day, uh, and it sort of all goes back to this to this moment. Uh, it is it's like really wild to think about. It really is, yeah. And uh, also, I mean, 
again, Jesus, I, I when I was a kid, when I li- I hear this gospel, I, I'm a big car guy. So I would always think when Jesus was handing him the keys to the kingdom, he was like handing him a keys to like a Ferrari or Cadillac <laughs> or something like, hey, Peter, take it, you know, take it down the road, you know. Take it for a spin. Yeah, take it for a spin, yeah. And, you know, Peter's just standing there like, oh, okay, I got the, I got the keys now. Like, what am I going to do with it? And, uh, but yeah, and, and circling back to what you said about, um, you know, the Basilica, it's, it's just so powerful to know that all that legacy is, is pretty much right there. Yeah. And, and we are part of it when you're in, when you're in there, when you're in that moment, I've been there as well. It's you're, you feel so immersed and so connected to the people that helped to really organize our religion and, and the faith that we've come to profess and believe over again, centuries. Yeah. Some maybe uh, like fun Catholic trivia for you too. Oh, I love um, trivia. Let's you, go. Uh, you know, like the papal coat of arms, you know, is the is the mitre like the crown, and then it has the keys, uh-huh. you know, because of this passage. Really, you know, um, so part of the part of the papal logo, for lack of a better word, you know, is the is the keys. You know, it goes back to this moment. Um, that's of course in use. If you've ever seen a Vatican flag or whatever, it's got the keys, and so you know, see a couple of keys. It's like kind of a good like indication like this has something to do with the pope in mm-hmm. some ways and also as as different saints are depicted in art you know sort of like how do you how do you tell them apart when it's just a bunch of a bunch of guys in togas and stuff yeah um or tunics i guess is probably a better word yeah. um either way yeah maybe they caught him at a party or something <laughs> but um so you can also identify which one's peter because sometimes he's holding the keys yeah. so if you see you know a figure you know in a in a religious painting of a group of apostles, saints, you know, and you see a guy with a couple of keys and you're like, Oh, that must be, that must be Peter. Hmm. It would become his, his like sign, his insignia. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. We should do, you know, we should do trivia every week. Yeah. A little, uh, fun Catholic facts. FCF fun Catholic facts. There you go. Let's do it. You're at your uh, FCF of the day. FCF of the day. Yeah. I get it. The keys. The more, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think what's good with this passage too, you know, it does sort of beg that that question, who do you say that I am? Um, and I think, you know, Jesus asks that of us as well, because it's important that we get that down. Uh, you know, he's sort of doing this like, little opinion poll, like who do people say that I am? <laughs> and they're, they're not bad answers. And it, I mean, it speaks to some important people. Like, I mean, they're putting them up there with John the Baptist, with Elijah, Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, but obviously he's more than that, um, you know, more than, more than just a prophet. Um, you know, as what Peter has this, this divine revelation, really, it's not from, from him, as Jesus says, it was, it was something that the Lord had, you know, put on his mind that he's the Christ, the son of, uh, the living God, you know, the, the Messiah of Jewish expectation, but also the son of God and just even sort of upping the, uh, the ante, it's the same too for us. Like, it's not like, oh, Jesus, he was just a good teacher, you know, or he did some yeah. some great things, you know, like the miracles and healings and you know um, stuff like that. You know, to really know that he's that he's God, and um, that makes a difference for how we approach him and you know, who he is to us. Um, but that's an important part of our own, I think, religious and spiritual life. You know, to and to have that same declaration. Mm-hmm. 
you're Christ, you're the son of the of the living God. And I remember on uh it it was Independence Day weekend of this year, you, you had talked about in your homily about the declaration of dependence. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was I thought that was really cool. Uh just dependence on God and trusting fully in him. And, you know, when when we ask ourselves who do we say that Jesus is, who do we say that God is? I mean, what is what is that answer? I, I think it's different for everybody, really. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, we have to understand where we're at with with our relationship. And I think more importantly, as Jesus is kind of reaching out to Peter and saying, "Here's the keys to the kingdom. Take it, spread it, grow it." It's kind of the same for us in this gospel. He's he's telling us through this through this message, through this story, hey, now, you know, you've heard the story, you have the kingdom in your heart, take it to others. There is a missional aspect of this uh, as well, you know, when he says, you know, the gates of the netherworld should not prevail against it. Sometimes maybe we mistakenly think that that means like, like the church is some kind of fortress that is like ultimately impenetrable, you know, mm-hmm. to, uh, but to hell to death you know to evil to to whatever but yep. that's not what he's saying it's it's the gates of hell it's the gates of hades another world like you're gonna be able to bust through that yeah you know so you know that like you'll have power even over over death um because of of because of who christ is mm-hmm. you know the son of god who died and rose um that you know if we think about you know we think about all the evils in the world or whatever oh that, man you know jesus says you know the gates of all that are not going to prevail. And so, um, you know, there'll be, there'll be victory. And I, I think that's a really cool part of this as well. Agree. And you look again, as you said today, there's evil all over. I mean, there's just all sorts of things. It's, well, I would say this, but I'm probably wrong. It is probably the worst time ever with all the distractions that we have currently to to keep our eyes on the Lord. Uh, there's so many negative happenings every day in the world, just senseless violence, senseless issues popping up. And, you know, we, we don't, I mean, there's, there's too many to, to name, to number at this point, but it's, it's a very challenging time to really have that fixation on God and, Again, we we look at that, and I think Jesus understands that there are going to be troubles for us because we're not perfect, we're not divine. He understands our imperfection, but he continually invites us. And as we've talked about for the last couple of weeks, he's always got his hand out. He wants mm-hmm. you know to to bring us back, and then perhaps he has the keys in his hands for all of us, and he says, "Okay." got your hand here's the keys take the ferrari out for a spin and go spread my message out to the people yeah and all the bad stuff isn't going to prevail against that's right um, our faith and our relationship absolutely with him in the end yeah um, which is uh i think good to good to remember too yeah you you are not above the noise it's almost i know i know father jeff rose um mentions sometimes his his airpods pro you know, they have noise cancellation. Mm-hmm. And he sometimes has mentioned that in his homilies about how there is so much noise out there. And it's sometimes 
fun for him when he's in an airport or something because he he does travel. He's been traveling a ton mm-hmm. this this summer. Uh, but for him to just turn the the noise canceling AirPods on and just have total silence, and I think in a sense, not in a very literal sense, but Jesus is giving us that kind of security and that peace and that kind of rising above the noise, rising above the hatred, the injustice, all of that, um, and just bringing us closer to Him um, and closer to the kingdom here and the kingdom when we are. When we were finished here. Yep, the fullness of it. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, and all that's just a gift, you know? Certainly. I mean, you talk about even Peter with, you know, the keys and the even just that revelation of who, you know, Christ is and that sort of binding and loosing, you know, authority. It's it's all it's all just a gift. Yeah. Um but we're also gifted, you know, by, yeah. by God's grace and his presence in our life and that the gift of God's grace um, is is sufficient in so many ways. Oh, for sure. Especially yeah. with all the, the difficult stuff and the challenges that we face. Yeah, and, and I think it's interesting that Peter, out of all of the 12, was the one that had that moment, you mm-hmm. know, because you think of all the times, I mean, not to, like, kind of talk badly about Peter, but he, you know, he's not undefeated in terms of, you know, being a perfect model citizen of keeping the keys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a way, I think that's very, very true for for all of us. None of us are perfect. All of us make major errors a lot of the times. We, you know, we take our eyes off the Lord. We we offend Him. We do things that are not that are not pleasing. But at the end of the day, Peter was still still the rock right? right still still the original uh keeper of the keys of the kingdom jesus you know never never doubted him though he knew that he would fail him he knew I that he denied would, him yeah he knew that he would deny him he still he's he forgave him and said yep yeah, and that's what he does to all of us so i think it's it's very it's it, it's it's a great model for us to have someone like peter that was not necessarily you know pearly white the whole time yeah. it's, it's a good it's a it's a good model for us yeah it's good and with the apostles in general and just that jesus didn't choose them because of who they were with their you know qualifications so yeah. to speak because yeah. uh, they didn't have any um but just who who they could become right you know, with him you know through him um yeah. he saw the talent and the potential working in their right their lives and i think that's i mean that's oh my gosh that's certainly, that's certainly true in my life like that like I'm like 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 nothing really you know oh, but God but, but God like you know supplies <laughs> you know and it's that it's that grace of God that um, that does everything. One of my um, favorite quotes that I've heard it says the only thing we can claim for ourselves is our sinfulness. Everything else is a gift, and I think that's yeah. just so important to to remember um, and to claim and to in some ways make use of you know because it's it's there for our own good and for um, the good of the church and the good of the world. And so to be willing to uh, step into that, I think is um, part of what we're called to do. Agree. Agree. Very great chat today, Father. You want to close it up with a prayer? Yeah, I would love to do that. Uh, In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. 
Jesus, we thank you for who you are. Um, we thank you that you are the God who has come to bring us salvation, that you have come to call us, that you have brought us into your body, the church, a church that you have given so many gifts to for our good. And um, we contemplate Peter today. Let us um, be open to what you have in store for us and our own part to play in, um, in what you want to do in a world that, that needs you, uh, but you choose to um, make use of us to, uh, to accomplish your mission. So we ask for the grace to do that just a little bit better today, Lord, and to supply what we need to, to make that happen, and above all, just to claim you as, as the God who looks upon us with, um, with love. Uh, God, we do love you, and we thank you for your love for us. Sustain us this day and each day in that love, in the Holy Spirit, and through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Man. Father, thank you so much. What do you say we go have some haystacks or no bakes? Sounds good to me. They're they're good for you. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We will see you this weekend, and we will talk to you again next week. God bless you.